This episode is sponsored by Multiradiance and features Dr. Shauna Cantwell and Doug Johnson here to talk about new and unconventional uses for super pulsed laser, beyond pain. Laser is such a cool tool that gives us treatment options well beyond our traditional therapies for a multitude of different conditions. But I'll let Dr. Cantwell and Mr. Johnson tell you more about that. Let me give you a little bit of info about them and we'll go ahead and get into it. Dr. Shauna Cantwell has been a practicing veterinarian since 1989 in Canada. Her career began as an equine and mixed animal practitioner, and then she spent a number of years in small animal general and emergency medicine. In 1998, she decided she wanted to specialize in anesthesiology with board certification and a master's degree concentrating on respiratory physiology. Here, she created a strong focus in education, respiratory and neurophysiology, and pain management, all of which she taught at the University of Florida, Go Gators, for many years. With a background in both equine and companion animal medicine and a need to expand further into the area of pain management, Dr. Cantwell began studying Eastern medicine, acupuncture, and animal chiropractic. With horses and working dogs, she treats lameness and practices sports medicine in conjunction with a team of conventional veterinarians, farriers, dentists, and trainers, applying multiple modalities with a keen eye to restoring balance. With dogs and cats, she uses laser, acupuncture, chiropractic, homotoxicology, food and herbal therapy, and rehabilitation techniques, among others, to rebuild health and structure in her holistic practice. She emphasizes that an integrative medicine veterinarian has to know conventional medicine, neurology, and physiology, as well as any other veterinarian to be able to apply their medicine thoroughly. Our other guest, Doug Johnson, has over 25 years in the clinical practice setting and serves as Senior Vice President for Clinical and Scientific Affairs at Multiradiance Medical and is the Chief Science Officer at PhotoOptics. He's involved in numerous research studies involving photobiomodulation that focus on human performance enhancement and rehabilitation. His present area of research involves evaluating the effects of photobiomodulation on degenerative diseases and diabetes. The latest project evaluated the use of superpulsed laser therapy to reduce ARDS in critically ill COVID-19 patients, which we talk about a little bit in the episode. Named as a clinical advisor to Laser Therapy U, named as a clinical advisor to Laser Therapy U, Mr. Johnson attended Wayne State University and the University of Detroit Mercy, where he earned a summa cum laude Bachelor's of Science degree in sports medicine in 1994. Doug is currently a fellow of the Laboratory of Phototherapy and Innovative Technology in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Both of these guests were full of positivity and helpful information. Let's go ahead and get into our episode. Hello, Vetfolio Voice listeners. Welcome to this podcast episode on multi-radiance medicals technology and the topic of new and unconventional uses for super pulsed laser beyond pain. Joining us today is Dr. Shauna Cantwell, DVM from Medicine Wheel Veterinary Service in Ocala, Florida. So pretty close to my neck of the woods as well. And also Multiradiance's Senior VP of Clinical Science Affairs, Douglas Johnson, ATC. We'll start off with Dr. Cantwell regarding her introduction to Multiradiance Medical Technology. Can you tell us a little bit about how you became involved with MRM? 
I sure can. And uh, I have a um, good friend who was started off as a client and she happened to be the local rep for multi-radiance. And uh, we had a lot of good discussion when she would come in with her dogs and uh, a lot of esoteric discussion about healing and about holistic medicine. And of course, she would talk about the lasers as well too. And she would talk about them. I would say, well, you know, I think that that we can probably find healing in many different ways. And I just wasn't ready to bite the bullet. But then there came the time when I thought, all right, let's do this. I trusted her judgment and the company's judgment. And I got my first laser and put it to use, practiced with everything that came through my door. And I found a heck of a lot of use for it. And it really did help change my practice. That's how I got into it. Amazing. And I think, you know, many of us are pretty convinced on the laser technology and how it aids in healing and all these different things. But multi-radiance has performed many clinical trials and studies over the past several years. So Doug, can you jump in and comment on the research program? Absolutely. And one of the things that we've been really excited about at Multiradiance is the type of research that we've done. So not only have we done a lot of bench work where we're looking at how this works, you know, within the body, within the cells and kind of working on like inflammation and that sort of thing. We've really looked at individual conditions, really translating that evidence into clinical outcomes. So we've done work in pulmonology and radiology and pulmonary and all these different aspects that we've kind of started to bring in where our major focus has always primarily been on pain management. And I think that that's one of the things that was really interesting when we were talking with Dr. Cantwell was really to look and see what is there about laser therapy that we can do in our practices that is even beyond looking at pain. And what does all of this mean for veterinarians? Well, I think the biggest thing when a veterinarian wants to look at a laser, every laser is kind of unique. It's like this little Rubik's cube that you're going to have. Every different wavelength, different powers, different settings, all these different things kind of equate to different biological effects. And I think the one thing that we bring to a veterinarian is the fact that we've done the science. We've done the work on our technology. So when a veterinarian calls up and says, as Dr. Cantwell was saying, that she was looking to jump in, it wasn't, let me jump in and figure this out. She got to jump in with some understanding of what we've done, how we've done it, so that she could get good clinical outcomes, the same that we do in a lab that she could in her practice. And I think that that was one of the things that a veterinarian can really look for is to make sure that the science supports what it is they want to do. And I have to jump in here. My background is very strong in science as well, too. And I have been an anesthesiologist and my study's been in in pain, of course, but also in physiology. And with the science and the research behind me, it really took that from multi-radiance to make me decide to try going in their direction, happily so. But there was a lot of science. And and I guess I, I'm starting to get kind of excited to tell all you guys out there <laughs> um, about from that perspective, and Doug, jump in too, if you like, but that's the perspective that we wanted to share with the audience today was that 
these lasers, multi-radiance laser has so much science behind it, but we wanted to share how we could translate that science into usable information for you guys out there and and really cool information too. Um, so we wanted to go beyond beyond pain management. And and I just want to throw out some some things out there for you practitioners. What can you what can you do with the laser? Most of us, most of you know that we can use it for pain management. So let's look at, and then I'll talk a little bit about maybe the physiology and how you can do these things for those of you that are interested. But for those of you that, that aren't, we can just say, look at, use it for things like dermatitis, use it for things like vascular disease, like lymphedema, prostate disease, anxiety. What about old, old dog cognitive dysfunction? So there are other things. What about dentistry? What about wound healing, which of course we know laser can do also, but one of the studies a long time ago was about um, that, that really made me take notice was that a laser was used one time at closing closing a, a wound on a cruciate surgery repair. And the dogs that had the laser used one time healed much more rapidly and came back to function much more rapidly than the dogs that didn't. And this was was years ago, and I'm I don't have the paper in front of me, but but that's one of the hallmark markers for me. So that's wound healing, that's surgical healing. Well, I think that that was the thing that was interesting when we were talking about doing this podcast was the first thing everybody knew laser works fantastic for pain. I mean, we, we know we've seen, you know, when animals come in and they have trouble walking and, and, you know, arthritic cases and those things, and you get to see good one, two treatments and you can start to see like really, really good changes. And the, the one thing that we always see from talking with veterinarians is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a laser. I have a laser. And we'll be like, well, have you looked at the unconventional things that laser can do? And you kind of touched on one of them, not only with the wound healing, but when we're looking at antimicrobial effects. And, and one of the things that we've been doing for the last several years since our study at the Ohio State University on looking at, you know, MRSA, one of the things we've been finding out, and especially during now with COVID, we know that blue light can have a very strong antimicrobial effect. And, and you were mentioning a lot about that in our first calls when we were talking about this. Sure. So, so using the blue light is a big part of my practice as well. And my practice is holistic. It's not integrated with regular medicine. So I refer out for traditional medicine, but people will come to me mostly with chronic disease, non-healing disease, uh, degenerative disease. How about those hard to fix ones, the atopic dermatitis, horrible ears that just don't fix. And so, so the blue light can be antifungal, anti-pseudomonas, anti-MRSA. So let's set this up for you practitioners out there. I want to back up one step and say, because my background is physiology, I look at it and I say, I can have an impact on any physiology that I can put my mind to, to resolution or not, that's the question, but but I can have a big impact. So let's have an impact on dermatitis. What can I use? 
while my MR laser has the blue light. All right, so let's start using that. And, and then the next dog that comes in is a German Shepherd that's down because of, of degenerative myelopathy and has a chronic intermittent cystitis. And there are no antibiotics left to treat this dog. And she comes in and says, hey doc, can you help me? So of course I say yes. And then I think, oh, okay, how? <laughs> That's always but, the million dollar question. I, say, I now had that how, thought of like, how? oh boy. <laughs> so, so we look at the blue light therapy and that helped tremendously in terms of using it on the entranceway. So around the dog's perineum to start with and, and that whole superficial area that's going to lead that dog to uh, having an ascending an infection. And over time, we actually got that dog to, you know, with, with also acupuncture with multimodal treatment, but with the, the blue light and the antimicrobial effect, I mean, MRSA is just a staff you know, it's it's resistant to, to every known antibiotic almost, but it's just a little puny staff, right? So let's get it with the blue light. <laughs> so so this dog did become MRSA negative as well, too. But that's the exciting thing about, about the blue light and MRSA is that MRSA is just a little puny staff. We have it everywhere. Streptococcus. You know, we get worried about the fungus. We get worried about pseudomonas, but these little guys can be problematic clinically, but not for blue light. They're simple bacteria. So let's get rid of them with blue light. That's amazing. And that's one of the things that we looked at when we were building the technology was wanting to incorporate technology in different wavelengths. So we're a multi-wavelength device. So not only can we manage that inflammation and healing really well, we can manage that pain. But when we start to look at other wavelengths and what they could do clinically, and it's such a big impact in the practice. It's, you know, I, I come from the human side where, you know, my background is in sports medicine. So when you look at this, you know, we, I might deal with the tendon. It's funny, I learned yesterday that tendinopathy is not really a very big thing in veterinary that they don't have it as much, but these bacterial infections and fungal infections are, are, are readily prevalent. And I think the fact is that, you know, we're able to kind of go through and not only expand that kind of use of what you're thinking. So a lot of people that might have the technology already in their practice may not even know the extent of what adding that blue light can. And Dr. Cantwell, you mentioned that you're an integrative practice, uh, you know, and that, you know, the one thing that I thought was really interesting is you brought up acupuncture. And one of the things that we were really interested in with our technology was being able to adapt that from not only a clinical setting, a therapeutic setting, but also as a preventative and also as another treatment in laser puncture. Right. Okay. So before we skip to that topic, I just really wanted to tell all the practitioners out here, don't forget otitis externa and the bad ears, because you can do so much for those animals with the laser therapy, whether it's blue light or as Doug is, is talking about the different wavelengths um, and gingivitis and dentistry. And so, sorry to waylay you, Doug, but I really wanted to mention those things before we before we moved on. But as for laser acupuncture, holy cow, that's a whole new world. So I'm sure that many of you out there are acupuncturists. And so use the laser 
wherever you can you can put an acupuncture needle and even and and especially where you can't on a lot of the animals that may be a little apprehensive about the needles including the horses and this can be a way to have have some tremendous effect and and while i was at the university of florida i had done research using laser and comparing it to acupuncture and this was with a colony of of freezes monkeys that had chronic glaucoma and the chronic glaucoma was resolved at least for three days after one laser session and and this was this was huge information to know that, wow, laser can stimulate acupuncture points and the acupuncture also had an effect. So anyway, acupuncture is, you can do almost anything except maybe set broken bones with acupuncture or do emergency medicine, though you can do a little bit of that. So let's just put a laser in your hand and you can do that. So does that mean that you need to learn the whole system of acupuncture if you're not an acupuncture? No, because there are there are some some basic acupuncture points that you can use with the laser. And once you get to know those specific points, there's certainly a number of them for for pain, acupuncture points for pain. But then there are acupuncture points for stimulating metabolism, for stimulating appetite in those little kitties that that just won't eat and you don't want to have to give them their Valium um, IV. It's easier just to use the laser on the acupuncture point and then they might go to eating much more easily. There are there are a number of uses in terms of not having to spend quite the same amount of time, let's say, with acupuncture because we're going from one point to another to another. So there can be some time saving depending on how you use your practice. There, with the wavelengths, there are the stimulatory wavelengths and there are inhibitory wavelengths. And so now I'm speaking to the acupuncturists. You know that you can use one setting versus another the same way that we might uh, that we might do that with how we use the pins. So the laser can certainly be very helpful with acupuncture stimulation. So I'd like to morph a little bit from. And when you and when you go to use it, the the one thing that's interesting is because we do have the multi wavelengths. It's now you can specifically set it for one particular wavelength, so that you can either stimulate, you know, you can either sedate or you can actually tonify, you know, different acupuncture points. And I think that that's a really nice feature. I think that we added based upon some of the work that we're getting from some of our practitioners that are really into laser therapy and. You know, the one thing that's nice about it, so the probe that we have, one thing I wanted to mention was that they're actually probes that are fixed to the laser. So you have a large enough area that you can treat, a, you know, a spine or a hip or a knee very quickly because it's a larger area. But these probes that just affix on here actually just make the aperture smaller, take them down to a pinpoint because everything they say in acupuncture is location, 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 right? And we want to make sure that we're actually stimulating or inhibiting those particular targets along as well. And, you know, one thing that you mentioned that was really interesting is that we can have a profound effect on the organism, you know, on the whole animal. Um, and we see it both in humans and in, in, in our companion animals and the equine and all. But the one thing that was very interesting, as you mentioned, is the systemic effect. And one of the things that we can do is help improve blood flow and oxygenation as well. 
And, and you've used that quite frequently in your practice using what we would call photohemotherapy. Oh, that's right, Doug. I use that almost every time that, that I'll use the laser on an animal. And the photohemotherapy is, is essentially placing the laser stimulation closer to the core of the body or more proximal to the area being treated and over the, over the arterial supply. And, and what are we doing? We're setting up the, let's say the distal extremity or that area uh, in question, we're getting more vasodilation, so we're getting more blood flow to that area. We're changing all the little arterioles and the tone of the arterioles. And look at all of the cells that fly by that laser and how they're getting light therapy. And so all of those cells, the white blood cells, the the systems that are are creating shifts in the in the proteins and releasing managing the cytokines. So basically that blood is getting ramped up to heal. So in my mind, I would make um, probably a little bit of connection with what do we do to activated platelets to inject into areas? Well, now we're doing something uh, in a similar pattern with the laser and non-invasively. So we may be getting a similar effect. So yes, I use the low settings, the stimulatory settings on the laser, Doug, all the time for, for the photohemotherapy. Um, and the dogs, the dogs love it. Well, you know, the, the thing that's really nice about that is so whereas acupuncture is a little bit more specific um, <clears throat> to get an effect, whereas photohemotherapy, it can be very generalized. Like you said, it could be just literally going over an arterial pulsation to help the overall increase in oxygenation to a tissue. So, I mean, think about it. Like if you've got a poor, a poor dog in a cast, how do, how do you stimulate that healing through there? Well, it's a way you can do it proximal. How do you get to the organs inside the body? The light doesn't penetrate in very well. So here's another way that you can help to improve oxygenation to help improve even sometimes certain disease states. And we've seen that with like urinary tract infections is a really is a, is a really big one. We've seen some benefits to this. Certainly. And, and treating abnormal organ function. And I would, I would probably, I don't want to disagree with anything that you say, Doug, except that, that I would say that there are ways to reach almost every single organ in the body with, uh, with a laser, as long as you've got quiet hands and a little bit of time to calm an animal, they're pretty spongy and you can, you can put some of the, <laughs> you can put some of the laser probes either internally of the behind, or you can, you, let's say for Prostat, prostatic treatment, um, or aiming it as long as you've got a feeling hand to know what you're aiming at, aim it through the abdominal wall. You can get, you can get through the diaphragm. You can get to the heart that way. It's funny. That's, it brings you to that whole thing of saying where the, you know, you can get it where the light, the sun doesn't shine, right? Isn't that? <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> uh, well, you know, there's, there's one area that I'd like to talk about just briefly. And wow, this, this podcast is going to be going by so quick, but I also want to throw in there to get all of your practitioners to really start thinking about this. Like all of a sudden you're saying, wow, I can treat prostate disease. Okay. I can, I could treat 
kidneys on these old cats or cystitis, you know, I can modulate the healing that can go on. And then don't forget the treatment for disc disease where laser therapy has already been shown to improve outcomes. But Let's start using our knowledge of physiology and think a little more broadly, because I want you guys to be able to use all of those years of veterinary college or whatever, whoever else is on here, you guys have been thinking an awful long time and taken a lot of education. So let's use it. So, okay. To give you an example, what about these older dogs with cognitive dysfunction? Doug, this laser goes through the skull, doesn't it? Yes, absolutely. So can you tell us just a little bit about the mechanics of the wavelengths going through the skull? Yeah, the, the first thing is, is we're always looking at different wavelengths will have different overall depths of penetration. And the one thing that we've been working with over the years is how to get more light into the parts where the light doesn't want to go. And one of those is certainly into the brain. And one of the things that we found is when we start using carrier frequencies or using other wavelengths, we can go ahead and actually improve the penetration. And, and that's actually the core of what we've done here at Multiradiance is by using our super pulse laser, it helps to allow the other two wavelengths to actually penetrate a little bit further. So you'll normally get between 10 and 20% of the light usually will go into the body. When we add the laser into it, we can actually get almost between 30 and 50% of the light to actually pass through. And this is based on the fact of the particulars of the super pulsing. It's a very, very rapid pulsing, which creates a photoacoustic effect in the tissue. So we've been actually doing it quite a bit. And, and you guys, I'm sure if you do any type of, uh, you know, reading into photobiomodulation or super pulse laser therapy, you'll see a lot of people are doing transcranial work. And, and our team has done that. That was one of our areas of research that we've done was actually in looking at uh, autism uh, was one of our other ones. And then we're actually basically looking maybe even at some forms of maybe Parkinson's or even MS as well. Wow. Yeah. Amazing, isn't it? Yeah. And so And so then with our patients, you can start looking out for these things that I know that that when we we have no way of treating something, our minds start blinding toward those those effects. We may go home and sit and think about it a little bit, but then it's dinner time and then it's nighttime. But but we but we think about them a little bit. But but when we have this access of treating things and stimulating areas that previously we could only question about, uh, you guys out there, start using it and then get in touch with, with us, get in touch with me, get in touch with Doug, get in touch with Multiradiance as well too. And one of those examples, especially for anybody who is a little bit maybe holistically minded out there, you may have done some reading and I guess not just holistic. I don't want to, I don't want to be prejudiced here but what about the what about the vagus nerve what does the vagus nerve do okay so i won't keep talking about it very much but but you can access the vagus nerve we know chiropractically we can we can manage it and what about the the enteric effects what about the cardiac effects what about the vagus is the highway that that can can contribute to or otherwise in depression in, in us humanoids. So what about lethargy in our animals? What about separation anxiety? What about instead of, let's say, propranolol, 
Remember the, the beta-2 agonist that slows down the heart rate and anxiety. Uh, I'm still old school here for drugs, but use the laser. How do we use the laser to stimulate the beta-2 agonist receptors? Well, and that's interesting because you, one of the things that we talk about is you, you were talking about how to get them to relax so that you can apply the light and get them to do. And one of the things that you do quite a bit is the unwind sure. where you can get them. And that's, that's actually almost an acupuncture principle, isn't it? Oh, so for those of you who say, oh my God, there's, there's so much information out there. Where do I start? The unwind protocol really is using an inhibitory setting on the laser and it allows endorphin release and it's simple and and it can be a recipe and you can go from the base of the dog's head or horse or chinchilla all the way back down to the tail base and just a little bit off of midline on either side just slowly just take maybe five minutes longer if you have it and what that does is that start a number of things Yes, what you'll see is is the the animal will become a bit accommodated to, it's like a, hello, I'm here and I'm going to work with you. <laughs> it's also a, hello, this is my my medical unit that I'm put applying to you and, oh, it feels good. And, <laughs> and it's also, oh, let's stimulate this bladder meridian, which also to translate really is the system of of acupuncture points along the back which are and are related to the neural segments that come off of the spine and and are associated with each organ both the 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 dorsal nerve roots for pain or the ventral nerve roots that that stimulate or moderate the viscera so unwind protocol take a few minutes inhibitory setting and run the laser from the back of the dog's skull all the way back down the body just running it lightly and making friends and you'll do so much healing without even knowing it is the cool thing about the body and the laser one of the things that i wanted to to mention too was about can owners do this and yes, we can we can send home owners with, uh, there's a smaller laser unit than what I use in the clinic. And, and I've got a rental program. And I, I'll sell the small ones to the owners as well, too, for, for chronic issues or owners that are more motivated to be educated. And so at-home use for the rental is often set for follow-up protocols, especially if you're a traveling vet or practitioner, uh, as many holistic ones are. But even so, at home, you can get more change in your patients, and then you'll get more client receptivity as well, too. And, and it certainly is financially productive to the practice. If you sell some of the, the smaller laser units, what I would always say is, because these lasers are, oh, there's so much to say here, um, <laughs> use, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Educate your clients on how to recognize them, so how to recognize the issues so that the client knows when to come back to the vet because we don't want to send them a laser and then never see them again because they're so empowered they think they, that they can fix everything. <laughs> they can fix everything. And right, and know when they need more extensive protocols. So give them some very basics that they may not come into you routinely for anyway. 
pertinent to whatever their their animal is and what kind of troubles he gets into. But the home rental program is and sales program is is a is a good one in in my office as well too. Those are just some examples of things we can do. Cassie, you're smiling. Do you want to interject and stop <laughs> oh, us, or can just, we just keep going? Or what you are you welcome like? <laughs> to keep going. I just didn't want to interrupt you. I was going to say that you know so much of the stuff that you're talking about is really exciting. I think you know many of us will say yes. There's more options to treat these disease processes. Yes, I need to know about those. Tell me more. And when you say yeah, there's more options out there, and you can use them to treat things like one, chronic conditions, but, you know, MRSA, pseudomonas, stuff like that. I'm just going, man, this just opens like a whole new arena in medicine. I I feel like it's more, it's a good option to treat even more things than we may have even considered. So many more. And that's just the thing about realizing. And that's from my physiology background, I always look at things and say, let's try and understand this the best we can. And then how do we change it? I love that. Yeah. That's how we should look at all medicine. Well, that's what I do. And that's why I've kind of been around the block until I got to this part of my career, because that's what I want to do. I want to think about it and I want to find a way to change it. And, and all you practitioners out there, you can, you can, you just have to kind of take the time to be able to say, okay, uh, let's figure out this in a little bit more depth. Think about blood flow, think about inflammatory reach within the body and think about programmed responses in the body. And if you can think about those three things, then there will be an acupuncture point that you can laser or there will be a physiologic mechanism that you can apply to usually the inroad is through the lymphatics or the or the nerves but that's just a a down and dirty way to think about you know doing a little bit more doing a little bit more i think that's that's something we should all strive to do as well as you know just focusing on you know a way to to that we can do a little bit more in in some of these cases there are protocols that are set up through the laser university website there are protocol books that that i believe still come with the lasers and webinars and webinars there's so much and so one of the ways to start is to pick one or two topics and and say all right i'm going to treat every single ear that comes in and then you'll start saying i'm going to treat these ears even if oh he's just got red eyes but he has a history of scratching his ears and he's not today but you know what i bet we could treat these ears anyway and that's going to help them because then we're addressing subclinical disease and then the next time try the blue light for all of your dentistries and then the next time send a client home with a car sick dog or with separation anxiety and say, here, try this laser for a week on these, these areas and see how that works for you. Well, and I think the best thing is, is a lot of people have this technology. It's, it's readily available to a veterinarian. And the thing is, it's, it's beyond pain. And I think what we really were hoping of this whole presentation was just to inspire them to look, to, to look for those patients, like as you had said, to do more. And sometimes it's just to do something. I mean, anything sometimes when a patient comes into us, right? They, they, they want us to try to be, 
you know, something there. And if they do understand, one of the things that you and I both enjoy is the fact that we both do it, we approach it from a physiological basis. And if this does that, and this is the disease process, we might be able to mitigate that or, or, or disrupt it enough so that a medication can work better, so that we can actually reduce the need for other types of care. And, and, and that's our goal always is to improve the patient quality. So, you know, it's, it's taking an unconventional look at something you may already, that you certainly know about and, and just looking at it and saying, well, what else can it do? You know, but wait, there's more kind of a thing. <laughs> there's always more. <laughs> I had a, um, a doctor I worked with and he gave me a piece of advice that, you know, you have to interpret it in context, but I felt like it was really good advice that I've carried with me where he said, you know, do no harm, but do something. And sometimes that can be really hard to do. You're like, I don't really know, you know, what am I going to do? That's, you know, going to be good for this patient and the right decision, you know, in, in the global perspective of medicine and things like that. And opening the door with the laser therapy, I think is just one more option where we can really benefit that pet in a different way that, that, you know, we haven't tried before. Cassie, I really like that. And, um, and when I left general practice and went back to the university to do my residency, I had one class where that pulled through to me and, and I, I bring a lot of my old experience. You don't have to be just a laser superstar to use the laser. And I was actually in a radiology advanced class and I had a minute to go up and read this radiograph and I don't really read radiographs and uh, <laughs> especially in front of the radiologist. And, and I had my, my clinical training of being a practitioner, which said you put all, you gather all the information that you have at hand, you put it down like a math proof, you, you exclude what you don't need and you make a decision because your client is standing right there potentially, which was my driving force. Oh my God, I have to do something for you. <laughs> right, you gotta do something. <laughs> something and I hope it's, it's gonna be good or at least better than, than what the animal is doing now. And so that's where it all came to me. So I'm just, just, I guess, reinforcing what you're saying too. And what Doug is saying is that push yourself to just add the laser somewhere, even if it's just the unwind protocol to start with till you're more comfortable with it, because you'll see more things that you did not expect because you just stimulate, you just ramped up the gain in the whole nervous system toward healing. And so it's pretty cool how the body can start doing some of its own healing as well once you stimulate it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, guys, this has been such a great talk on all the options, all the doors that laser therapy opens up for us just to offer our patients more options in terms of medicine and be able to fix things that, you know, maybe we would have really struggled with without having this treatment option. So thank you so much for joining me. Anything else you'd like to share with us? Oh, thanks so much for having us. It's, it was a fun yes, time. Thank you. Yep. Enjoyable as always. So thank you guys. And, and uh, the practitioners can look up multi-radiance and there's so much information, so much more that we couldn't even possibly touch on here. But Doug, if you have a few words to say about multi-radiance education. Oh yeah, if, if you would like to learn more, as, as Dr. Cantwell was just saying, we have monthly webinars. We have archived webinars, almost nearly a hundred hours of webinars with great, fantastic educational opportunities that are both CEU, 
and educational as well. And then, you know, just learning about how to do these treatments. And I think that's the one thing that's, that's really nice as we go into a little bit more of the mechanics behind how we teach you. So our goal is to make sure when you leave, whether you're a laser therapist or not, that you're gonna get good outcomes. And that's really what we want, you know, with our technology and what we're planning to do with the education. Doug, that sounds great. Thank you so much for that information. And everybody go check out Multiradiance. I want to say a big thank you to Dr. Cantwell and Doug Johnson for joining us. Thank you to Multiradiance for sponsoring this episode. And thank you listeners for joining us. For additional educational resources from Multiradiance Medical, you can check out their microsite on Betfolio at betfolio.com slash pages slash multi dash radiance dash medical. If you'd like to find out more about this and other exciting podcasts, click on the education tab on the Betfolio webpage. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this session, as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day.